0: following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club are you ready for a break yes are you ready for a break absolutely ready for a break yeah and um so much for that it's time for the break on dallascowboys.com we were on the break with nick eatman david hellman ambar garcia and Derek eagleton
1: Good morning guys, it is Monday today and it does not feel like it. We have lost track of what day of the week it is, but I'm here joined by Nick Inman, David Hellman, Derek Eagleton is out for the day, who knows doing what, I don't know, nobody Fight knows. Sightseeing I think. <laughs> How are you guys doing?
2: I'm awesome, thank you, AG. Thank you. Are we going to have an
1: awesome show today? No we, fights?
2: Uh, don't fights make the show good? Thank Fights you. are what you want. <laughs>
1: yesterday was a little um, oh, different. <laughs> that
3: Derek just got <laughs> mad at me. Little <laughs> fine. Tensions were high from start to finish. It's all good now. I think we're we're, we're fine. We're gonna have an
2: amazing show. Let's do okay, it. Okay,
1: let, let's, let's get let's get it started. We'll get right into Randy Gregory, another guy that made headlines yesterday. He took part in Team. What? Yeah. No. Go ahead. What was so that I, movement? I'm about
3: to. Like Hall of Fame.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Randy Gregory, more like really good. Know what so, I
1: mean? Yeah, so I, wanna, I wanted to RG. ask you guys. Uh, Jerry Jones came out saying, basically saying that he expects Randy to be able to take some reps during the first uh, game. Yeah. Uh, what is it? A pre- season game, game season. game one. Carolina. Yeah, week Carolina. Week one. Week one. Uh, season opener. That's the word I was looking for. Season opener. So – Based on what we saw today, what you guys watched, are you? F- what level would you rate him? Is, does he look like a guy that has been out for about over a year, or a guy that is just fitting right in with everyone else?
3: I would say somewhere in between, but he doesn't look like a guy that's been out for a year. He does not look like that guy. He, he looks... Um, uh, Physically, he looks bigger, stronger. He looks like he's been doing some things. But what happens is, is like he hasn't really been hit yet. I mean, what you know, when Tyron Smith gets his hands on him and technique and all that stuff, because he's going to be a freak athlete. That those that really doesn't go away. It's just what happens when he starts to you know get in the mix there. I think that's going to be an issue for him that you'll start to see the rust when he really goes in and the pads come on. You know, consistently. And he's trying to to mix it up with the best lineman in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I feel I feel two types of way about Randy Gregory at the same time. One, beyond impressed at where he is. I, honestly, I mean, what he did individuals on uh, Saturday. Yeah, I was exp- I thought he was going to do that for the next week before he ever mixed into practice. I didn't think we'd see him in a real practice until we got back to Texas. One day later, he's mixing in there. Uh, he does not look like he's been away from football for a year and a half. He looks great literally got a sack in his first practice back. Beautiful twist on Tyrone Crawford looped outside and took two linemen with him. And he just had a free run at the quarterback basically. And and, I mean, he would have put Dak Prescott on the ground for sure. Uh, But at the same time, you know, uh, tempering expectations. He also, he got a, he got a face full of cam Fleming too. I mean, he got mashed a couple of times, which you're going to do that in, in line play in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I'm not ready to give him 10 sacks for the season just yet, but I'm, I'm beyond impressed at the progress that he's made. You know, for
3: him, I, I think it, the way this is this is set up right now with, with DeMarcus Lawrence, you've got Taco, you've got um, Dorance Armstrong is coming along to the point where you think he's going to play and contribute. Um, if Gregory is the guy that comes in on passing situations, I, I think that that would be perfect for him because then he doesn't have to play a lot of snaps. He'll be fresh. Like we said, he's going to be this freak guy that comes in that's fresh, and then, you know, he has to go up against these these tackles all game. I think that would be a great uh, situation for him if, that, if he can do that.
2: Yeah, they. I think it was through a couple days ago. They had a lineup where uh, DeMarcus was at left end, Randy was at right end, Tyrone Crawford was at the three technique. I don't remember who was at the one. I would guess Dayton Jones. But either I, – I saw it and I was like, ooh, that's that would be exciting. Um, and, yeah, so, you know – Jerry Jones said he expects him to contribute week one. Jerry gave jo- him the green light. I mean, Jerry, but Jerry Jones gave Jalen Smith the green light <laughs> <Yeah>. the day <laughs> they drafted him. You know, like so he's
3: he's expected Randy Gregory to play a lot more than he has since he when he drafted him. Yeah, s- he's sixtieth. Which so.
2: I lo- I love that about him, but he is he is the most optimistic person on planet Earth, Kay. other than maybe Jalen Smith. Okay,
3: but but also if you say, do you do you expect Randy Gregory to contribute in week one against Carolina? If you ask that question, and he was like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, I think so." He was, like, "Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes." Yeah,
3: no, yes, I do. I still, I think, Jerry,
2: like that. Yes, I think you got to take, like the the realistic truth is usually a notch or two below what Jerry says so so in yes. my experience. <laughs> yeah, instead of three? yeah, but <laughs> I
3: expect him to be in. That unit. was
2: David Hellman that said that. I'm David just saying, Hellman. He's an optimistic. He's an optimistic guy. It's a. I think it's great. You want to believe in your players, but. I got to set it just a bar or two below but I well, yeah. I expect I expect but Randy it, Gregory to be in uniform.
1: It is fair week to one. say exactly. It's fair to say that before we got here at training camp we were all kind of like, "Eh, let's just wait and see yeah. what happens." And now it's getting to a point that we see him at practice right? and it's impressive to see how he's come back he's in his level.
2: Checking every single box. Yeah. He does I mean like he's not he doesn't look like a guy who hasn't been doing anything. He looks like he's really taken this seriously. Like I mean, he got in there and got a sack on like his third rep since 2016. That's crazy. Freak. Yeah. He, so Freak. Um I it's it's early for me to, you know, I wouldn't expect him to play 100% of the snaps against the Panthers. I think that's a little ambitious. But yeah. he's uh, right. he's going to
3: have a role to play. He's uh he is definitely freakish. Some, some would call him freako. I've heard, I've heard Frico Gathers being. Uh, why
1: are you part. looking at my notes?
3: Oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. Nick. Is Rico next? R- yes. Let's go. Rico Frico.
1: I was going to say somebody else who made a freakish play yesterday was Mr. Rico Gathers. Rico. <laughs> roll that R. Rico made a play. One hand catch uh, from a pass I hate thrown by. I just by can't
3: play the game. I can't do that. Rico. This sucks. I can't play that game. Sorry.
1: You're married to a Mexican.
3: I can't do it. Okay.
1: That's, <laughs> that's not learn. part of the
3: deal. That wasn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So Cooper Rush threw a pass down. Rico just kind of caught it with one hand. I was watching it, and he almost seemed uh, like as soon as I looked down, I'm like, oh, he didn't catch that. He caught it. He caught it? He caught it, and it was, I would say, one of the most impressive plays made. Oh of Fame. Oh, my oh, God.
3: <laughs> this is just the hype episode
2: <laughs> of Cowboys a Break. Camp.
3: Yeah.
1: So again, it, this RG, is. RG, ga-
3: really good. Rico Gathers, really wow. good. Both initials, yeah. You get yeah. that?
2: He went full extendo, to quote Future. He sure did.
1: So, how realistic? I mean, how do you really rate this guy when he comes out and makes those plays? I mean, he has proven that he can catch the ball for sure, but. At the same time, he's missing a lot of those elements, and we keep talking about him, but how do you really rate this guy that just makes flashy plays from time to time But in reality, for a tight end, I mean. I
2: don't. And Rico said that yesterday. He was like, you know, I'm not about the flash play. It's all about consistency. Like coaches don't like a player who does that once and then disappears for two weeks. It's about building consistency. Honestly, I don't say this to Dog Rico. I don't feel any differently about him than I did before he did that. Because we knew he could do that. Honestly, I thought he would do something like that in the San Fran game. Yeah. I didn't know they were only going to give him 16 snaps there's uh the,
3: there are guys, and I'll use a basketball reference because he was a basketball player. I mean there are guys that can have the greatest dunks that will be in the dunk contest, but they don't play defense, they don't get rebounds, and so therefore they're kind of a liability out there. yeah, they, they can be some some great highlight plays, but they don't do all of the things enough to be on the field or on the court for that for that matter. I think that's the same with him. I mean yeah, he's going he's going to do some really good good things out here. But if he if he misses the wrong guy on a blitz and all of a sudden Dak's in the ground looking out his ear hole, that's that's kind of a problem. Which
2: and that's what, we got I don't know, twenty something days until they cut the roster down? Twenty yeah. I think nineteen actually. I think wow. it's less than that. Uh Rico is not going to become this all-around tight end between now and then. It's just not going to happen.
1: Are you reading into the fact that the Cowboys didn't really give him those many no, well, plays during that game? It was curious.
2: It was curious to me, but there's still plenty of game yeah, time left. Yeah. Like that doesn't bother me because you could you can uptick his reps as much as you want as we go. My, what the point I was going to make is basically the Cowboys are going to have to decide if that playmaking ability merits a roster spot over his liabilities elsewhere. Like, he he is what he is at this point, in my opinion. And you're going to have to decide if that ability to make those type of plays
3: justifies a roster spot. You know, when you think about what happened last year in the preseason games, Jason Witten was – the starter he wasn't going to play that I don't think he even played the Hall of Fame game no a- and and he didn't play much of the second game so you know he's not going to get a lot of reps James Hanna was on the roster he was kind of banged up he's not yeah. going to get a lot of reps right so Rico was going to play more in that game than he would right here because you're in a situation where they need to see Swain they need to see Darwin they need to see Dalton Schultz so even though he's a year removed and he's a year more experienced. He's a little further on the depth chart for preseason games right. because of what the guys ahead of him.
2: I don't read in, yeah, I don't read into that at all. Like I said, there's there's three more games. He could play the entire Houston game. I'm sure he'll get more snaps in these middle two games. But my just my point is that He's not, he's not going to become a better blocker than Jeff Swain in the ni- yeah. next 19 days. I don't think so. Um, we'll and we'll so give him time. No, but he still has time, it's, it's, it, it's a fascinating question because I think you could easily make an argument that his playmaking ability makes him worth keeping. I don't know if they feel that way, but it's something to watch. I feel like you
1: can make an argument – Either way, you know, if you didn't want to keep him or if you did want to keep him. You can
2: absolutely make an argument for keeping him on or off the roster. And it's not hard to make either one. And it's just going to come down to the opinions of the people that actually make those decisions.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens with him. In the meantime, let's jump into Jalen Smith. Yesterday I tweeted out something about him being on fire and that y'all better watch out for him. And people, there were a few that came at me saying, "Eh, it's just practice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, get over it. That's what
2: they sound like, huh? Yeah,
1: that's how how I read it. "Eh, It's practice. It's just practice. (laughs) Okay, let's get over the fact that it's practice. uh, You just need to watch Jalen move around and how he's moving. doesn't matter if he's making those tackles because obviously they can't really do that out here. But the fact that – Just the spin move. You guys saw that move yesterday? Oh, my God. That was amazing. The way he moved and was able to react that quick. I mean, how do you evaluate Mm -hmm. a guy like this, and how do you shut those people up that (laughs) are
3: crying? (laughs) (laughs) Are you you, you 100% (laughs) sure that it's not like, you know what, it is practice right now. Let's (laughs) wait and see. This is strictly a practice setting. We'll find out a little bit later on if he can play when the lights yeah, come th- on.
1: There's <laughs> Amber cares <laughs> more political. about
2: shutting up her mentions than she cares about getting getting to the bottom of no, this. No,
1: because, again, w- and we've talked about how hard it is to evaluate linebackers during yeah. tra- training camp. But at the same time, there are certain things that you can look at No, as far as those movements and those reflexes. You're
2: absolutely – and it is hard to evaluate linebackers, but just look at the stuff he's doing out here. You're right. I'm, I'm ticked because I got that spin move on, on video – but I was so zoomed out that it, they look like little ants. Di- and <laughs> Like he, which I Dalton Schultz is a rookie, but man, he just, he, like he spun on him and like the move just made Dalton Schultz fall down. Like he was so surprised to see a Whoa. linebacker do that. Uh, it was great. But look, again, just look at the stuff Jalen's doing out here. Like he's carrying receivers and tight ends down the field. He's shedding blocks. He's getting moving laterally to get to the ball. I'm with you, dude. And I, uh, Jerry Jones said this last night, too. He said, uh, you know, based on what I've seen in practice and, and that game uh, and, and his off-field demeanor and everything like that, I'm absolutely convinced right now that he was worth the second-round pick we spent on him. I think he said he used the word cornerstone. He said, I think he mm-hmm. could be a cornerstone for our team both as a player and as an off-the-field, right kind of guy type of dude. Uh, yeah, go for, go for it. Go <laughs> uh, for another it. Another one? I
1: mean. You're putting everyone
3: in the well, Hall of fame. <laughs> No, but you know what? The three people that you've mentioned so far, uh, Randy Gregory, Rico Gathers, and Jalen Smith, they're all very similar in one one way.
2: Yeah.
1: They're Highly
2: talented but unproven?
3: Yes.
1: The Cowboys took a chance. But
3: they've got yeah. freaky talent that, that has to be kind of tapped into. But, and for Rico, it's it's a lot different than the others. Um, you know, for Gregor, they, they all have their different issues. They have different obstacles that they have to overcome. But for for Jalen Smith, it looks like he's getting there. He's he's he is showing what what they drafted out of him, and he's got freakish skills. And I mean, as you saw with the spin move.
2: Here's the thing with Jalen Smith, which and I said this last night on Twitter too is I'm I'm cynical to a fault. Like I'm always the like I I take every I don't take anything at face value. Everybody's got an ulterior motive. I just I I again that's me as a person. I'm just a skeptic and it's my flaw. But I have a hard time not buying into what I'm seeing from Jalen Smith because you see the athleticism, you see the talent, you see the instincts, and then on top of that, you see what the Cowboys did with their linebacker core, and that's why that was so important. Because why was Jalen Smith bad last year? Or not bad, but when did he have his shortcomings? When he was thrown out there for 60, 70, yeah. 80 yeah. plays. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have to do that this year because between Sean Lee, Leighton Vanderesh Esch, and Joe Thomas, who is a surprise star of camp, there are there are bodies that keep him from having to do that. You can keep him fresh. You can keep him fluid. Um, and I'm just I'm having a hard time not buying into him taking a step and being like a legitimate playmaker for this team. Like everything I've seen out here. Not saying it's definitely going to happen, but but i'm yeah, I'm having a hard time not buying into the hype
1: and one of the questions that people tend to ask and base his level of you know playmaking is comparing him to the guy that he was at Notre Dame and you know, is he back to that level yet or not? And I'm just asking this because I get I see this on Twitter all the time. How would you rate this player that Jalen Smith is at right now versus the one that he was in college? I think
3: that's a good question. I, I think that you know anybody that's entering their third pro season. Now I understand he didn't play his first year. He was still here. He still kind of got an understanding of NFL life. I think he's a um, he's got to be a smarter, more aware, alert player. Um, I I bet you he is a better football player than he was at Notre Dame right now. Now mm. now he's not going up against Navy. I mean he's he's not going up against uh, against those those teams. You know Michigan, yeah. Michigan State. That that's that he's going up against better players obviously here. But it seems like he is back to that physical level. He's bigger and stronger too. His upper body is a lot bigger, yeah. and he's got to be more aware. So I think he's a better football player. But I think the cornerback. I think Charvarius Ward is probably better than he was at his place. I mean, I think that's just normal. Yeah. You
1: evolved. Okay, let's take our first break and when we come back we'll get into we'll keep talking about the linebackers, which surprisingly are looking pretty amazing right now. (laughs) It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit bettermoneyhabits.com.
2: I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit cob salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports f 15 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture
0: is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. It's flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you
2: crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are.
1: We were talking about Jalen Smith, and now I want to keep it going um, on regards to the linebacker position, which is, I mean, I feel kind of weird saying this, but if healthy, <laughs> that came out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> if healthy, this group, I would say, is one of the most talented groups that the Cowboys have on their whole team. Yeah. This
3: is I'm trying to d- trade
1: someone. No,
2: oh. no, no. I don't Why? like that idea. Uh I oh. said – this is this is. – I've been doing an informal poll around camp because I – this thought occurred to me after watching practice last night with, you know, Jalen doing his spin move and Leighton Van Esch. Sean had some Lee moments. being back. Sean Lee's back. I, I polled about five people around camp last night. I was like, okay, let's all just assume that we agree that the Cowboys offensive line is the best position group on this team. I think everybody would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Linebacker. Two second? Linebacker. Yeah. And And I thought that, and I thought I was crazy – and four different people agreed with me. They were like, yeah, no. I mean, if they're all out there, if they're all practicing, it's a pretty impressive group.
3: I would I would not agree with that. I think it's close. It's up there. Uh, I, I would say the running back position running back is better because. line
1: running back, linebacker. I,
3: I think you, you definitely have a elite player in the NFL. I think you've got a capable backup in Rod Smith who's versatile. He's I been put, killing I it. I put Jamez wally in there as a, as a fullback that does some unique things. I think Bo Scarborough's going to get into this mix. Um, I, I I would just say running back because they're a little bit more proven and more elite. But I I can't disagree that linebacker is right there, especially from the defensive side of the ball. I
2: d- I don't have a pr- I I I ranked them all like one to ten, and I put running back third. So I don't disagree with you terribly. Hold but on,
3: hold on, hold on. You did this ranking where?
2: Just Twitter? in in my head. I write <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, I could definitely write something about it if top that's what you want. Oh, uh, that's top ten. Top ten. That's a good point.
3: Dave Hellman's <laughs> top 10 position. So right. watch out for that.
1: You're going to see uh, it on the site. Great. Yeah, that top 10 list that David is going to be working on. Mm. <laughs>
3: he doesn't have to do anything. Just give that's me the
2: true. list. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I I cannot <laughs> say enough about how impressive these linebackers are. And, again, I mean, it's completely fair if you're at home to say, well, they're not all going to be healthy. Like, I mean, it's yeah. fair. Yeah. But uh, that's why it's so cool what they did. I mean – much like, uh, much like the secondary last, like they turned this unit over in a year. I mean, Sean, Sean Lee, if he's healthy, is an all-pro. I just got done gushing about Jalen Smith, uh, Joe Thomas. i s- has looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Leighton Vander Esch, who you know he he doesn't look like a world beater yet, but he has flashed some very promising potential. And then even you know, Damian Wilson is a guy with starting experience who has looked good out here. I don't think. You want him starting regularly, but if he's your fifth linebacker off the, you know, if Not he's bad. your fifth linebacker, yep. that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, and the same thing goes for Justin March-Lillard, who's another guy that I think has been impressive. Maybe throw in uh, Chris Covington as a special teams yeah. player, and you got a pretty nice little unit right there. Yeah,
3: and I just think when – when if you look around the league, if somebody loses some linebackers and, and that maybe they want to make a trade, maybe it gets to that point where they have a tight end or you need to you need to get – depth at certain spot. I'm not talking about a safety. I'm just talking about you know, this that's the time of year where you make some trades. I could see where the Cowboys would say, We could part with a linebacker Which maybe.
2: I get your l- it's scary I, I get your don't logic. Touch it. The don't, reason don't the mess with that. The reason I said I don't like that idea is because injuries this l- this linebacker group has not earned our trust. Like if, if Sean Lee was Zach Martin and he'd never missed a snap in his career, would be like, Yeah, well what can we get for these guys? But so that's not the so case. How
3: how can it earn not earn your trust, but it earns the number two spot on your list. Is your list well, a talent list? We're
2: talking about right now what I've seen yeah. through okay. 20 days of training camp. All
1: right. But given the history of things. I know. That's, know that's the thing. Exactly. But
2: And that's another part of that is, you know, last year on paper, the linebacking core didn't look terrible either, but it fell apart. And so it's highly talented, but I really think they're better equipped to weather that if it happens again this year. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then we kind of hit on the running back position. I wanted to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. And now we're starting to see a a different role that he's playing in in the offense. You know, getting more um, of those, acting more as a receiver. Mm -hmm. Receiver. That accent just can't get away from (laughs) it. (laughs) Receiver. Sorry. Never apologize
2: for being you, Amber.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Dave. Acting more as a Receiver. So are, I wanted to see with you guys, are you guys liking that role? I mean, is he playing well at that position of, Yeah. you know, acting more as a receiver and catching the ball more?
3: I think that it's going to be interesting to see, is he a receiver when things break down, or are they going <laughs> to actually get him the ball? Like, a guy like Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh, he catches the ball because that's the play the play is to throw him the ball and get him get him out there. And I don't really know if it's – other than a few screens here and there that just go 83 and 70 yards for touchdowns, so maybe they should do it more. But, oh, those design screens, a lot of times it's more of kind of a dump – you know, dump pass, flare screen, all that kind of stuff. So, I I think that they should try to get the ball to him a little bit more out in space. But usually the way this offense goes, it's kind of a check down to him. You're right. And that's, you know, again – I guess what the question – I didn't answer the question at all. The no, question no is, really. should, you, should they throw the ball to him more? That's really what it comes down to. Should they make him more of the offense for the passing game? I
1: I mean, do you, do you okay, Dave, do you like him better as a receiver type, you know, playing on those screen passes or just have him just run the ball from I the back? I
2: want him to do it all. He should do all of that stuff. And he has out here. That's the important thing, which I got to see it translate. But – He's been split out wide. He's run some routes down the seam. He's run some Texas routes. He's he's done more of that receiver-type stuff out here than I can remember at any point in camp. And I actually asked him that yesterday, and he was like, yeah, it's been a heavier workload in that regard. But I I like it. I'm up for it, which I love to hear. I, 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 you know, we, we argued about this with Nate the other day. Like, he needs to have – north of th- he needs to have north of 300 carries that's
1: when he, uh, that's when he suspended yeah uh, yeah Nate, yeah. On the Nate show. suspended me
3: <laughs> he what needs do you think Nate he needs <laughs> who's suspended
2: now he needs to be running the hell out of the rock and he needs to have more than 50 targets and I, he's I think he's got like what four, he's got somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 receptions for his career like that's not just that's not good enough for a guy that's talented like he needs to be doing everything in the well, mold of a Le'Veon Bell or a David Johnson.
3: My, my take on him, and it might be one that you've heard before, but my take on Ezekiel Elliott is he's just a damn good football player, and he has been for a long hey time. Hey, Coach, what's <laughs> going on? And, uh, you know, yeah, you, you want to give him the ball uh, in the passing game, the running game, and do it all. You know? you know and he loves football he's passionate about football he comes to work line 1 in the NFL and a running back is being able to do it all i'm just i'm super encouraged about what
2: they've done with him out here and what he looks like like he just he looks like a different player and uh, absolutely that the eas- i i hate i hate giving fantasy football advice but like the easiest way i could say it is just draft him draft him high draft him first honestly like i think so i'm i think he's going to he's primed for who, a great year who do you think year. Huh. And
1: the fact that he came back from the whole mess that happened last year and this year, he's been – he, he has not caused any problems, not headlines. Nothing
3: on his plate other than being focused. a good running back. I don't know if this is on, like, a list of what we were talking about, but you don't have to give me a top ten, but who, who would be, like, the best player? Jalen Smith has been, like, outstanding. And so has Ezekiel Elliott. Who would be the number one player right now? We're going to do this at the end of camp, but who would be, like, a vote for you of – this guy's been the best player at training camp. Camp MVP is one of our twenty questions that we talked about. Zeke is in the sh- Zeke is on the short list. Jalen Smith is sh- certainly on the short list. Um, what about you, Tavon Austin? Tavon got a lot of uh, got a lot of love. We're going to r- roll out a, a top ten of the newcomers, new faces. Uh, Not j- and I just got to wait for everyone to turn their stuff <laughs> in, but when they do, to, uh, I can get that up. You know, we've
2: talked. Jerry talked to the media last night. We've mentioned him a few times. He he kind of held court with the reporters last night after practice, and he praised Tavon not just for what he's done on the field. But he I, mean, I hate he compared him to Michael Irvin, uh, just in terms of the intensity and the let's you know con- the competitive attitude that he Brilliant. brings. Yeah, and 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 you see it. He's I mean he he's a fiery guy. Like in terms of. Who's going to replace Dez? He'll
1: scream. He'll he's dance around. He'll act like he's on a horse, jumping around.
2: He does it. He does <laughs> it, <laughs> he it has a little some bit. Interesting moves. He does it a little bit differently than Des, <laughs> but he definitely brings
3: that competitive spirit to every practice. So he's he's been a great addition in a lot of ways. Yeah, and this and this is a good setup for him and guy like him and Hearns because this uh, this wide receiver core needed a leader like that. Um, yes, they had some holdovers in Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley, but I think we're seeing that those guys aren't really vocal leaders. They they haven't really been that type of player. And I think, I don't know, I could be wrong, but they seem like they're kind of content in, in that in that role of just going in here and, and working hard and not really speaking up a whole lot. Um, so I think the, the door was open for Tavon Austin to come in and kind of play that role. And he's not that much older than, I don't know, was he same draft class as Terrence, 13? Yep, yeah. And Beasley was, what, 12? I can't remember when Cole came in. Twelve or eleven. Yeah, I don't remember. he's been here a little bit longer than that. Um. Um, so it, it's just a good. It was a good situation for Tavon to come in and kind of establish that leadership, even though he hasn't been here. Because this this wide receiver room needed that. They got a new coach. They mm-hmm. got new players. Again, to go back. I mean, go back to skeptic and cynic and all that. Like his career
2: suggests that this isn't going to work out. But everything I've seen on these fields is that. He looks pretty damn good and and i think he's going to be an important part of this offense I do too.
1: yeah agree now now that we're talking about the uh, receivers just to mention that real quick cole beasley was not in practice yesterday either he right. did some stuff off to the side but to those of you who wanted to know he wasn't there um another guy that was not there mark weston huff a guy that has been suffering uh he got injured in this past game against the 49ers. He has a groin injury. The timetable is kind of questionable right now. Let's
2: just get down to brass tacks, Amber. Uh, <laughs> just, what are we going to do about these safeties? So
1: Kayvon was back at practice. He has uh sore knee. Why are you ignoring he my was question? De- <laughs> We're getting there. Okay. Just hitting those. Those are two safeties that are dealing with yeah. injuries. Yes. So – Again, a position that, ha- to begin with, doesn't really have any yeah. depth to it. Right. Now we got two guys right. that
3: are. <laughs> <Hey>. Yeah. It's <laughs> never <laughs> too early to start talking about the safety. I'm position. not even but talking about that right now. Like, can we just. But that's what, that's what fans. Mark and Huff, like the fifth safety, he's banged up. Trade for Earl. I mean, where, <laughs> where's Kayvon? Is this the well, – trade for Earl. Like, <laughs> they need it. That's the answer to yeah. everything. They just need a guy Oh, in we're here. out of chips. Trade for Earl. They need a guy in here. Would
2: you well, w- at this point, yes. So,
1: at this point, what, whether it's Earl Danny or McCray. not Earl, whoever.
2: Danny McRae, like, works in the league office now. I think he's, cool. he's beyond retired. Well, he'll be able to get a credential pretty fast.
3: Good point. Get over here.
1: Okay. At this point, are the, guy, are the Cowboys now really, 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 really in need to bring in – an extra body. I'm not speaking of Earl Thomas, whoever, just a safety guy.
2: I don't know. Jason Garrett said, yeah, so Mark Westenhoff is, looks like he's going to miss a little bit of time, and Marcus Martin is another guy. Yep. Surgery. Jason Garrett said yesterday, or maybe it was Saturday, he's like, we're going to need to bring a guy in. He did not specify White if position. he meant guard or <laughs> safety, or maybe he meant receiver because Marchie Murdoch is hurt. I expect them to add a guy sometime soon, but – I, for the life of me, don't know who it is, but I just look at that safety depth chart. Okay, you got your starters. Mm-hmm. Kayvon, you probably want to be careful with. He's, you know, make sure his knee feels good. And then Huff isn't practicing. So you've, you've got, right now you have Heath, Woods, and Jameel Showers. And then, uh and, and okay, you got Cam Kelly and Tyree Robinson. Tyree too. Robinson, the, yeah. The depth, the depth situation just does not look good. And I just wonder when it's all said and done, and I'm not talking about Earl Thomas – I just won't be surprised if their la- the fourth safety on the depth chart isn't here right yeah, now.
3: Yeah, I, I think um, if I were the Cowboys, I would try to get a safety like another Mark Weston Huff. Another, yeah. another mm-hmm. veteran right. who's been around, bounced around a little bit, been on some practice squads, got some games, you know, still like the veteran minimum, somebody like that. That That's who I would I – again, I don't really know who's out there. There are guys out there. The guys we've talked about all offseason, they're all gone now, so –
2: um, the guys that were available. Yeah, yeah. Boston and Vicaro. So well, might, uh, uh, might as well up? Just make I mean, the then.
3: <laughs> I mean, hey.
1: Just go for it.
3: it be a fun day. It'll happen on the off day. Don't worry. It's going to happen. I really <laughs> do think it's going to happen. I, I still, know you do. I still feel that way. I know you do. But just, but, but we,
1: Let's just move on.
3: But are you uh, – no, hold on just a second before <laughs> we, we move on. because <laughs> We, because we
1: it, talk about it every show.
3: <laughs> because more things happen. You have more conversations yes. with people. You get more in- information. I kind of have an idea exactly where the Cowboys are on this thing and where Seattle is. I I, I feel like – it's right there. If there was such a thing as a two-and-a-half draft pick, this would be perfect.
1: I think people I think at this wants point a two know where st- we all Dallas stand a here. Okay.
3: That's, I mean, two-and-a-half. What has really changed?
1: Aside from a body. I don't know. Is out, and then Kayvon's n- suffering n- with some many injuries. Another eight, but eight
3: grand that Earl Thomas <laughs> is paying every day. He doesn't show up. That's hey. what's changed. He or, doesn't. Or whatever try. it well, is. I don't know. I, I yeah, oh, yeah I don't how know.
2: about
1: let's let's hit on Jamil, Jamil showers real quick he's a guy that why? fans like sorry oh, wh-
2: why because do they like him Jameel? <laughs> Nick is yes. just burning it down right now and like Jeez. no got the big lighter yeah, just a,
1: a guy that the Cowboys have uh, struggled to find a spot for him but clearly they like him enough to they do, do that trouble go through the trouble of putting him in different spots as far as safety goes I mean w-
2: here, here, How has he
1: been looking? I'm
2: going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as another opportunity to talk about the right kind of guy. Uh, we do that a lot. It's mm-hmm. a pet peeve of mine that fans throw that back at the team every time something happens. Jameel Showers is the right kind of guy in every single aspect of what you could be for a team. Like, I mean, he, he's moved positions. He's, he's given safety a shot. He's great on practice squad. He can be quarterback can play safety. He can do all these different things. He's one of the nicest guys on this whole team. Uh, he's just a high character dude. He's exactly what Jason Garrett's looking for. Except line one is that he's <laughs> not, he's not <laughs> a great level, football player. Yeah. He's not, he's, yep. he's, he's not there. And, and unfortunately it really sucks because he's out of practice squad eligibility. I can't, I can't imagine a world where he makes the 53. I wish he could because, you know, good things should happen to good people, but yeah. I don't see it
3: happening. Let me ask you this. Two, three years ago, was he better at quarterback than Mike White? I, I, at what we've seen out of Mike White? He was better than Mike White. He was better than Dak Prescott in Oxnard
2: in training camp. He was better than he was. I will go to my grave insisting that that's true. I will say it every time it comes up. He was better than Dak Dak. For all the people that are wringing their hands about what Dak looks like right now, he looked lost in that 2016 training camp, at least f- for the two weeks before they played a game.
3: I, I always thought Jameel was a better quarterback than, than, than mo- moving him to safety. Whatever. I mean, I, I think he could have developed into one. I, I liked, I liked I the moxie that he had in that, that Rams game that we talked about. He was having to play behind Chaz Green for a quarter and a half, running for his life. I <laughs> he made a great play, I remember, a great throw. I, in the
2: 2016 preseason, I remember being kind of miffed that Dak – I'm not trying to talk trash on Dak, but Dak got the good players. Dak got to work with the good players, and Jamil never did. I wanted to see Jameel get a half with the ones just to see if he could do it. But – you know, the dirty little secret of the NFL is, yes, it's, you know, you've got to earn it every day and all that good crap, but politics come in too. No like doubt. you're going to – you want to put your draft pick in position to succeed. The undrafted guy, it's not as much of a priority. That's just a fact, and it goes for yeah. all positions, especially quarterback. Uh, I, Jameel Showers is one of the great dudes on this team, but I don't think he will be a 53-man roster guy.
1: All right. Fair
2: enough.
3: That's fair.
1: Let's go ahead and take our final break. Uh, Make sure to hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. Send us your question or give us a call. Their number should be on the screen. So we'll be right back.
0: and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys.
2: I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit cob salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from ATT. ATT, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or slash Samsung 50. dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera.
0: Back to the break.
1: All right. Uh, send you your questions. Like I said, now we're going to, I'm going to steal what you did the other show and we're going to get into the top 10 <laughs> newcomers. Okay. Well, we haven't. Ah, uh, yet. D- no, you did it with the other show. The, we had not published it yet and you decided to talk about it because you okay. were not prepared for the show.
2: Oh Yeah. <laughs> God, we gotta stop taking shots at each other on the air, guys. Save it for save it for the ten.
1: Oh, look who's talking. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't uh, you're right. I was, you do. You're right.
3: I was prepared. I was prepared to talk about that top ten. We had a full people right. on the show. So
1: have you done your list yet for new <laughs> top ten newcomers? No, because no, it's okay. not out yet. Dave, give me <laughs> your number one guy.
3: Uh, I gotta pull up my email, but it was—I remember it was Tavon Austin. Yeah, I mean, and this was rookies. It was—it uh, was. I mean, it wasn't just rookies. It was just guys that weren't on the team last year. So Lance Lenore is not in the in the group because he did play last year. So he's yeah. not on the list. Um and it was a good mix of 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 rookies and veterans I think honestly a lot of the draft picks made it except yeah. for uh, Mike
2: White I think everybody but Mike w- all Dalton the Schultz and Dalton. well he's on the list he's just far down He's down. on the list yeah. but
3: yeah it's not going to be in
2: the top 10 I had Tavon Austin we already talked about how awesome he is Yeah Dorrance Armstrong I had it too because in my experience Fourth-round picks look like fourth-round picks. Uh, Charles Tapper didn't light anybody's world on fire as a rookie. Dalton Schultz is going through some rookie growing pains. Dak
3: didn't look good. Dak didn't look good
2: before the first preseason game. Dorrance Armstrong looks (laughs) Looks really good. He looks awesome. Like, they got him. He gets reps with the first team. He plays left and right end. He was badass
3: in the San Francisco game. He's strong. He's got a strong, like, yeah, I mean, like, he knocked those guys down to the ground with one hand. You know, like he he's got some some which punch again for a rookie out of Kansas, yeah. I think I let's mean, let's
2: give and and I've heard I don't know if this is true, but I've heard people suggest that he would have been a much higher pick if he wasn't coming from the worst program in major college football. Do with that what you will. Um,
3: the yeah, I mean Carson Wentz. I mean yeah. I mean was it one? No way. I,
2: I, but I don't. When, when you watch a team go one in eleven for four years, I don't That's know. True. But uh, the thing for me is. I want to reset what that means, the expectations. Like, he looks like a badass. That doesn't mean I think he's going to have 10 sacks as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, DeMarcus Ware didn't even do that, I don't think. No. Um, but when I when I thought and of Dorrance – And that's
1: usually a position that, I mean, you see some guys come in and it takes them it it a while. It is an it's, insanely hard yeah.
2: position to transition to, which when Dorrance Armstrong got drafted, I was like, okay, they're obviously going to carry him on the team. He's a draft pick, but he's not going to be able to do that much. He might not be active for every game. That's out the window for me. If he's healthy, he looks like a guy who can play twenty, thirty percent of the snaps and have a role, play on both sides, and, I, and he's got super high upside. Like again, not talking Pro Bowl, but he can be a meaningful contributor to this pass rush right away. It sure as heck looks
3: like that.
1: Where's your Hall of Fame move? No, <laughs> not, yeah. not Hall of Fame. Not <laughs> ring, of yeah, ring of Honor. Ring of Honor.
3: Um. Yeah, you're gonna
2: keep going. <laughs> oh, a bow. Yeah.
1: Bo, where where are those bow rank?
2: I had bow at nine. Just and that's it's not anything that he's done wrong, but he's the third running back. Like he in practice, he doesn't get to show that much. Like yeah, he might that's true. he might get three or four reps per day. He's had a couple of nice runs. Obviously, he played well in the game. I had Cam Fleming at four. I think it's very smart what they're doing with him, letting him mix in with the first team and get reps at left tackle next to those guys. Connor Williams at five, super impressive so far through camp. Had some hiccups. Who doesn't? Joe Thomas, Alan Hearns, Antoine Woods at eight coming out of no coming off the bench the that second far round. The down?
1: Second.
2: Yeah, just it's because it's hard to notice defensive tackles, to be honest. Like let's be very that honest. That
1: should tell you a lot more though. Let's
2: be very honest for a sec. How much would we be talking about Antoine Woods if not for the Travis Frederick? Incident, and I'm not saying he hasn't done anything else, but that is a it's a flashpoint of camp. It makes him much more visible. He's had some good reps. He's working with the first team, not trying to That's take anything point. away from him.
3: That's a good point about the fight, but also it was all, what led to the fight was the fact that he kind of yeah, drove him he, back, no, he and he, you know he was beating yeah. these guys. So it's the yeah. same thing with Dorance Armstrong. You know he, he, he's he's beaten some some, uh, some he's beaten Lyell out here. he's he's done a good job.
1: That's why I would rate him a little higher just because that is a position that you tend not to look at that much. And the fact that he has uh, emerged and his name has been put out there and people are starting to get to know him. As soon
3: as you send that, I'm sure you'll have Antoine Woods higher on your list. I think. (laughs) Ooh, wow. I think. I haven't done mine either. But I will say this Joe Thomas is going to be number one for me.
2: That's totally fair. Because because of
3: of what's happened out here. you know, he's starting, he's playing all, you know, Sean Lee really hasn't played and he's stepped in and I think the defense has looked really good. weaving even without Sean Lee, mm-hmm. which is a big thing that did not happen last year right. was, Oh my God, the weak side linebackers out and the whole thing goes to crap. Yeah. And I think, I don't think that'll happen this year. And I think that's a big, you know, a lot of that is on his shoulders. I'm going to put him number one on the list. I don't have a problem with that at all. I skipped Michael Gallup. I had him at three for whatever okay. it's worth, but mm. to, to your point,
2: and maybe this isn't fair, but I've just been burned. I've been burned by the camp D tackle with darling before. Yeah. I mean, Davon Coleman, Janiel Jenkins, Lewis Neal,
3: uh, Montavious Stanley. I think that was before my time. I just <laughs> like saying that name. It's a good. It's I think a good he's name. a sixth round pick, maybe out of Louisville. Okay. Way back in the day, Montavious Stanley.
1: Montavious.
3: I had Leighton Vander Rush bringing it up at number ten, which
2: you know he's he's had some moments. He looks. Yeah, he he looks. We didn't make that? Oh, go ahead. No, he d- he looks ready to contribute, but um, you know, again, growing pains. He Hearns? hasn't. Allen.
1: And don't I was. I think was we had Allen. Wait. Oh, wait no, 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 no,
2: I'm sorry. I had him. Um, I had him at seven. Okay. I had Allen Hearns at seven.
1: Um, as far as Van Der Esch goes, I was talking to Brian this and just evaluating him, where he's at right now, and one of the things. I mean.
3: Brian Broaddus the football analyst Brian Broaddus What did I say? You said Brian. Oh. Let's make sure that <laughs> we football. Let's <laughs> make sure that we, we you know with everybody watching we make sure that we talk about you know in case you don't know it's Brian Broaddus.
1: <laughs> right, thank you. So Not even uh, right. Uh, Van Der Esch. uh w- the problem with him is it just comes down to experience and he's a very athletic guy and he has all those Things that you need for a linebacker, mm-hmm. what he's missing is that experience and maybe those instincts. As far as you know, he it took a while for Jalen to gain that, and now we're starting to see it. it. Sean Lee, he's amazing. He he can even close his eyes and know where the player is going. I mean, eventually, Vanderesh will hopefully get there, Which, playing yeah. next to these guys right here. Yeah.
2: To that point, I, you know, I this is an argument that goes all the way back to the draft, and I know some people are still talking about it, is that, well, if Jalen's taking this step forward, like Leighton Vander Esch was a redundant pick, that was a bad move. I don't buy that at all because he hasn't lit the world on fire out here, but he absolutely doesn't look lost or like he doesn't belong. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he has looked solid. He looks like he's picking it up. He's a smart guy. He's been attached to Sean at the hip. Right. Number one. I, like, with the way this team fell apart without Sean Lee last year, I don't think there's too much you can do to ensure that position. And on top of that, Sean Lee's 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He's I don't know if it's next year or two years, however many years from now, but,
3: like, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch look like the future of this linebacker right. yeah. core. You, and you don't draft first-round picks, or really first or second-round picks, just for what they're going to be able to do this year. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, you expect them to contribute, but – you know th- they've done it before, but they're drafting guys knowing what's probably not going to be on the team next year, or the year after. So would yeah. I be geeked beyond belief if
2: Derwin James was on this team? Yeah, but I don't think Leighton Vander Esch. They almost, was a bad they pick. I almost had it too. They wouldn't yeah. have even done it. That's the thing. They loved Leighton Vander Esch that much.
0: So we'll let's see. take
1: a, a call from Anthony in Miami.
0: Hey, how y'all doing? Great. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I know I call hanging with the boys more often, sending them, making Them, but um, and I've caught you were on that before, Nick. Um, I love your show. I listen all the time. Just don't get a chance to call because of the hours.
3: Thank you. Thanks. I'm a
0: Doc die, Diehard. I, I will. I will stand up for this guy regardless, and maybe to a fault. What I see when I see that, I see um, a leader to be that young. I see a guy, especially with the Zantham thing, that took that on his shoulders and said that, I'm going to have my voice and be a leader. He may have accuracy problems at times, but you can't win 22 out of 33 games, one being the playoff game, and not be what people are considering or trying to say that maybe this is a make or break year, this and that. I don't believe that at all. I believe if we lose Dak Prescott, it's going to be hard to find a quarterback. And I believe he's the right quarterback for this team. He's got some outstanding stats. At the same time, he's got two NFL records already. I know he has Zeke in the backfield, but if we put a good defense with this guy, this is just me saying this. If we put a good defense with this guy. This guy's a natural born leader. He's going to take us to a championship in about three years. I guarantee it. That's all I say.
1: Okay, all right. thank Thanks. You. I think Dak has a great advantage playing behind that offensive line that it allows him even in the future let's say the line you you start getting some trouble there on the o-line mm-hmm. it allows him to gain all those games you know an experience i would say you, you right. have more experience playing it more safely in a way although he struggled <laughs> last year because of what happened with tyrant's injury but the fact that he's playing behind that o-line really really helps him uh, in his growth as a quarterback
3: i, I- I agree with you and I think I mean if I if I think you're, what you're saying is, is is right now he can lean on them as he's still maturing as a quarterback yeah. and when the time comes where they're going to have to lean on him he was able to do that in his early years that's and that's, that's
2: been my biggest
3: beef I don't disagree with that call really
2: That's my biggest beef with this whole thing has always been like well, he's nothing without his line and his running back No duh who cares yeah. he's 24 years old if If he still needs that strong of a supporting cast when he's 31 and making $120 million, then you have a problem. I expect a third-year quarterback drafted in the fourth round to need some help. There's nothing wrong with that. The only issue I have with that call is if we're speaking strictly by definition, I think it is a make-or-break year for Dak because if he is bad, if he is just bad – uh, then that you're putting yourself – got to have a conversation about what the future is going forward. And maybe you draft a quarterback. Maybe you decide Dak is the guy anyway. But those questions will be asked, and they will be fair if he's not good this year. That That's just true. Um, having said that, I'm not worried about him at all. I think he's going to be great. I really – I don't think I'd that's sure. going to be an issue.
1: Yeah, and it'll be a tough evaluation if they do bad. I mean, because now you're talking about coaching and, you know, the player and – what what's the percentage there? what's the balance there
2: that is what we will talk about from january until may or april if this team falls short specifically dak like the debate will be you know are you going forward with dak is he the right guy or are you looking at quarterback in the early going of this draft and that's what we'll ask jerry about at the combine that's what you know when we go to the owners meetings when we're having private conversations with people behind closed doors that's what people will be trying to figure out that It's unavoidable, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think Dak's going to play well.
3: You know, to talk about him being a natural-born leader and – you know, this is definitely his team, his offense. And and we've said so many times about now that Dez isn't here, it'll allow him to be more of a leader. Let's not forget that with Jason Witten not here, it'll allow him to be more of a leader too. You can't tell me that Dak Prescott and Jason Witten are, you know, saw eye to eye every single time. They probably didn't. The way Witten leads is not the way Dak leads. And it is tough for Dak to try to to do things. I mean, Jason Witten has penalties all the time. It's hard to, to jump on him as well. Now, he does things the right way. But still not having Jason Witten here will open the door even more for, for Dak. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that players like that still affect the quarterback for be the leader. Now there there's no guarantee who the guy is. It's it's Dak. The linemen aren't going to be the leaders. Right. It's Dak Prescott one thousand mm-hmm. percent and this will really get a chance to see this natural born leader. We'll get to see it, you know, to a T this year because He'll have the voice of everybody. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He'll have the ears of everyone.
2: He might have their voice. He might have their voice voice too. I don't know. Everything.
1: He does
3: (laughs) some wicked impressions from what I hear.
1: (laughs) We have a question from Alex Camacho (laughs) through Twitter. And we talked about Jalen and Rico Gathers. So here's this question. What would benefit the Cowboys the most for week one? Jalen Smith slash Joe Thomas playing at a high level or Rico Gathers putting it all together and being the team's go-to tight end?
3: That's I, 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 I mean, come I mean, on, go I'm
2: not, too tight end. I'm not trying to crap on Rico, but like I said earlier in the show, I just, I can't see that happening. I can see Joe Thomas and Jalen Smith playing at a high, high level. That we saw it the other night. I
1: can't. That's reality. But right. in a in a fantasy
2: world where Rico gathers, plays like Gronk, hell yeah, give me that. <laughs>
3: in a world where. <laughs> yeah. Give me that 10 times out of 10. I just don't see it happening. You know. We never say this the other way because it's kind of insulting, but it's never stopped us before. What did I say about (laughs) Ezekiel Elliott? What was my Jason Garrett line for him?
2: He's just a really damn good football player.
3: The thing about Rico Gathers is he's just not. He's just not a – football player right now. He is just a raw talent that's working into being a football player. So we say it about he's just this guy's just a good football player. He just knows how to play the game. Well Rico right now doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's just a really great athlete that's trying to learn how to play football. It's really hard to think by week one in Carolina that all of a sudden he's just put it all in together and now he's Antonio Gates. I mean yeah, I, I, I who by the way, I didn't I don't know why I even said that, who by the way was a basketball Player and and no oh, he, he well and, and he <laughs> <laughs> seriously but he played football in high school he played football I think in in college um, Maybe I don't know remember. I know he played basketball in college but still it, it's just hard to to think it's all gonna happen like that and the the Cowboys they're not gonna allow him to be that guy I don't know what the role is gonna be but he's not gonna be the starting tight end of this if, football team if you're a Rico fan
2: and I know there's a lot of you yeah uh, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to suggest that I'm not but If you're a Rico fan and you want him on the team, the best bet is, again, for the coaching staff and the front office to decide that what he can do is valuable enough to keep him on the roster, find him a special teams role that justifies him getting a jersey, and then he's like a red zone goal line guy who can come in. He's like, for lack of a better comparison, he could be like your Mike Vrabel. Like when you're down, you're like, hey, we need a a touchdown. Put this big 6'7 monster on the field, which – I think that would be smart. I do, too. I Three tight ends down there, I'm and he's one of them. I'm completely okay with him having a niche, niche role on this team that involves catching balls in the red zone. You just got f- to figure out the rest of it to make it make sense numbers-wise. Let me ask
3: both of y'all this question. Will Rico Gathers be on a 53-man roster this year? Yes. He That's will. That's
1: fair to say, yeah.
3: He will be on a 53 So if, if he's not on this team, somebody's going to te- take him.
1: Yeah, it's so a team who's going to come in and say, oh, him. I can make this guy turn into this amazing tight end, and they're going to take him and They probably won't it. use
3: the voice. They'll probably be like, They'll probably, you know, just do we're their own. Gathers, yeah, we we're gonna take Rico Yeah, we're gonna make him. A we have confidence in. in our staff, that w- in our coaching staff, that we'll be able to to develop him. And the Cowboys have done a pretty good job, but we think we can enhance that. And he's gonna fit in right, w- you know, well in our okay. football team. Okay, <laughs> got it. As we play the Cowboys <laughs> this week, I, I'm
2: I'm so torn on that because. There's a lot of evidence that suggests that he's not going to be on this roster, but there's just enough potential there. And what you're talking about, don't for a second think that they don't think about that when they wonder. Oh, what they should yeah. Do. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know what to expect. I
3: could see it going either way. That's the biggest fear that a lot of teams have, you know, when they yeah. develop these guys and, and, and all of a sudden they're going to have to let him go. You spend three years
2: teaching him how to play the position, and then he catches six touchdowns for the Jets or Whoever. I don't you're know. You're teaching
3: them how to beat you. Because yeah. then when you. <laughs> He's
2: All right. Cut. Yeah. Thank
1: oh. you. <laughs> you're face. <laughs> Do you not hear the music? It's time to go. No. We are done that, for today. That
3: music plays for two tomorrow. minutes and 12
1: seconds. <laughs> tomorrow, the Cowboys will have a day off, but we'll be back on the show. So for David Hellman, Mint. Mm.
3: Not tomorrow. No we're sure. not.
1: We don't have a show tomorrow? No, sure.
3: Off tomorrow. What? Yeah, you're going. Yeah. Sue That's me.
1: a miracle. You're going to the beach. It's a miracle we're Christmas. Off. <laughs> Early Christmas present. We won't be back tomorrow, but we'll be back Wednesday. So, for Nick Eman, David Hellman, i member of your CSC, see you guys Wednesday on the break.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!